You're listening to Comedy Central. What's going on, everybody? I'm Trevor Noah. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Social Distancing Show. We are now on day 24 of staying at home to try and prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And here's your quarantine tip of the day. If you get lonely, because everyone gets lonely, just take some of your nail clippings, soak them in water, and in a few days, they'll grow into a clone of you. Wow! I can't believe I made a perfect clone of myself. Kill me. Anyway, on tonight's episode, coronavirus is putting war on hold. Jordan Klepper gets lessons from survivalists and how quarantine is changing the way we love. So, let's get into it. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world, this is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. If you spend all your time watching the news, you probably feel like the world is about to end. And it is, but that's no reason not to have some fun, which is why we always remind ourselves here at The Daily Show to smile in our ongoing segment, Array of Sunshine. Okay, first up, with people no longer able to go out to their favorite restaurants, some restaurants are helping people restaurant at home. Yeah. They're helping people create the experience themselves. Like yesterday, Waffle House began selling bags of its signature waffle mix for $20, and they were completely sold out in four hours. And I think this is a great idea. In fact, I hope all fast food chains give us the ingredients to mimic the experience of eating there. You know, they should just tell us how they do it so we can do it for ourselves. Like Popeyes, they can teach you how to make their spicy chicken sandwich. Or Chick-fil-A, they can show you how to use pickles to hate gay people. And White Castle can teach you how to beat yourself up in a parking lot. In more good news, coronavirus is now shutting down wars. Yes, Saudi Arabia has announced that they will stop bombing Yemen, one of the world's poorest countries. And they say they're gonna do this in an effort to stop the spread of coronavirus there. And this is so inspiring right now because Saudi Arabia is basically like, let us work together to kill this virus so that we, can go back to killing each other. Because otherwise the virus wins, my friends. Do you agree? Why don't you just not kill me? (laughs) Do you agree or not? Yeah, okay, I guess so. Speaking of winning, back here in the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci, lead member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force and hottest doctor since McDreamy, has announced that thanks to social distancing, extreme social distancing, the US is starting to see some glimmers of hope. And he also said that the country might not reach the 100,000 deaths as originally projected. This is amazing news. But he cautioned everybody to take this as a sign that official warnings have been effective, but not that they were overblown. Or as he put it, now is not the time to pull back at all. It's a time for us to intensify our efforts. And I completely hear what Dr. Fauci is saying. Fighting coronavirus is a lot like having sex. When you're close to achieving your goal, That's not the time to pull back. I'm almost there, I'm almost there. Wait, why are you stopping? Well, you said you were almost there, so I I figure we can can go back outside. What? All right, well, that's enough of that. Let's catch up on the headlines. All over the world, the confirmed cases of coronavirus continue to grow day by day. 
with the global tally now sitting at 1.5 million people. And as this pandemic rages on, more and more countries who initially thought that they could outfox the virus are quickly realizing how wrong they were. For example, Sweden was one of the only European countries that didn't shut their population down. Because you see, their plan was to keep sick people and old people at home and then allow healthy and younger people to live their lives as usual. And it looks like that strategy isn't working because Sweden now has a higher death toll than all other Scandinavian nations combined. And this is what people need to realize about the coronavirus. I've seen people say, why don't we just let some people go out and some people, yeah, but coronavirus spreading, is, it's like a secret. You can tell people not to spread a secret, but does that ever work? No, if you want a secret to stay secret, you gotta lock it down. Or eventually everybody's gonna find out that you never actually saw Black Panther. And, that, and that's just an example I thought of. I mean, I've, I've seen Black Panther. We've all seen Black Panther. I mean, I, my favorite scene was when, when the Black Panther marries the Tiger King. There's also some worrying news coming out of Singapore. The country whose early response to the pandemic has been described as the gold standard, they reported a record-breaking 142 new infections yesterday. And this is yet another reminder we have to stay vigilant with social distancing. Because now that we've got corona on the ropes, this is not the time for us to relax. Because if we're not careful, all of us, we could end up like the first Avengers. You should have gone for the head. That's right, people. Let's make sure we go for the head. You know, whenever we talk about coronavirus, we always think about the lives that will be lost, the economy, and people's jobs. But the one thing we also can't ignore is how it's gonna affect people's relationships. So for today, I thought, you know what, let's change gears and focus on something a little different in our brand new segment, Love in the Time of Corona. Now, the coronavirus outbreak has been amazing for Yingying and Lili's relationship. Yeah, because with no one around, those two panda bears have started having more sex than Donald Trump whenever Melania's out of town. I'm joking, of course. He doesn't care if she's in town or not. But it turns out, for us human panda bears, the coronavirus hasn't been as beneficial for our love lives. Splitting up together. Divorce rates spiked in China in the wake of the coronavirus. So is the U.S. next. We are seeing a pressure cooker of disaster for couples. Business is booming right now for Eleanor Alter, a prominent divorce lawyer in the epicenter of the pandemic, New York City. I'm seeing an uptick in calls. People calling at all hours of the night seeking legal advice. I'm getting a lot of calls about people who are in close quarters with a person that they were planning to divorce perhaps this year and it hasn't happened yet, wondering if they can go forward with a divorce during the pandemic. Yeah, coronavirus is the worst thing to happen to marriages since the invention of the pool boy. Why you always gotta be so sexy when you're raking those leaves in the pool, pool boy? And getting divorced is already a stressful experience. But getting divorced when you can't leave, sweet Lord, that must be the worst. Just imagine if you lived in like a New York City apartment, what do you, what do, you do then? Huh? Okay, fine. You, you can have the bed and I'm gonna sleep in the microwave. So yeah, because of coronavirus, divorce lawyers are seeing more business than the guy selling glow sticks at Coachella. And if you're wondering 
Why is this happening? Well, it's because quarantine is showing a lot of couples that they might love each other, but they don't like each other. When it comes to the quarantine, the biggest problem couples are have is just the amount of pressure that the relationship is putting on each other. Think about it. Normally you're around your partner for maybe five hours a day awake, but now that's tripled. When we don't have as much distraction going on, um, we tend to hyper focus on certain things that, um, little, little things that bother us. Part of the reason that could be one in three people surveyed say they do not shower or bathe every day anymore. Also, 15% of respondents say they do not get dressed out of their pajamas. He wanders through the house and continues to talk to me when I'm on the phone. Can't be in your bathrobe. And those are the things like the little things I have to be aware of because the camera really covers the whole space. Oh man, I, I really feel bad for this woman. Think about it, her husband is walking around in a bathrobe while she's trying to work over Skype. That is so embarrassing, cause that's her job. Like imagine if you were in your boss's office and then your spouse just walks in, shirtless, covered in Cheetos. Honey, do you have a towel? Excuse me, my boss is here, can't you see? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Boss, do you have a towel? The Cheetos, they get everywhere, look at this. I see why people are getting tired of each other. Like just because you've committed your life to someone, doesn't mean you want to be committed 24-7. In fact, after coronavirus ends, I think marriage vows need to be updated. Do you take this man to heaven to hold, but for like an hour in the morning and then maybe three hours at night when you watch TV? Now, don't get it twisted. Coronavirus isn't breaking up every couple. There are many lovebirds out there who are taking the initiative and turning quarantine time into quality time. You may be stuck at home, but that doesn't mean date night is canceled. One couple used their free time to recreate the iconic final dance scene from the 1980s film, Dirty Dancing. The Jones family is used to being creative, turning famous paintings into their own works of art, quarantine style, like American Gothic and Washington Crossing the Delaware. Grant recreated date nights around the house, a casino, sports bar, bowling with paper towel pins in their living room. I think my favorite part of the date was the dance club, which was our bathroom, which when we went in there, he had music blaring and then he like turned the lights on and off. Okay, now that guy, that guy deserves all the brownie points in the world. He made a full nightclub in his bathroom for his woman? Wow, that's love. And this thing was super realistic. He even charged her $18 for a vodka cranberry and then stole her purse when she got drunk. That is commitment. So, is coronavirus good or bad for your relationship? Well, in my opinion, it just reveals what your relationship already is. I know it is tough to be stuck inside with someone all the time, but this is reality for a little bit. So my advice is try and make the best of it. And I'm not just saying this, that's something that I've done and I think it's worked out. You know what, baby? Times may be tough, but we have wine, we have each other, and that's all we need. Kill me. Cheers to that. You can say that again. <laughs> For a while now, we've been sending Jordan Klepper on the road to cover the presidential election in a segment we call Jordan Klepper Fingers the Pulse. But with the coronavirus, Jordan Klepper is locked up at home along with the rest of us. 
But that's not stopping him. So for now, he's gonna be looking at the people who plan for exactly these kinds of conditions in his new segment, Surviving and Thriving with Jordan Klepper. I should be out fingering the pulse. Instead, I'm in focused on surviving and thriving in my one bedroom apartment. But while I'm sheltered in place like a boss, am I prepared for things like tomorrow or, God forbid, next week? Luckily, I found a place that's entirely focused on preparation. Fortitude Ranch. It's a prepper paradise with everything from self-sufficient farming to solar-powered luxury bunkers and weaponized gazebos that are there to stop marauders. I reached out to operator Stephen Renee to learn more. Uh, Stephen, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. I'm not super big on prep. I got to be honest, I don't think about getting a dinner reservation till morning of. And then it's a pain in the ass. Luckily, I know some people have been at a tavern, so I'm usually okay. Walk me through this preparation. Can you show me what you got? Sure. Let me, let me show you some of the facilities, Jordan. This is the hardened bunker, three feet underground with eight-inch reinforced concrete. This is where we have all the different rooms. Does nobody want to paint the wood? As you come over here, you can see that we have uh, restrooms for a family. There's a bunk bed that turns into a couch. Um, what, ki what kind of what thread count do you have going on on that bed? I couldn't tell you exactly, uh, but I could get back to you in an email that information if you'd like. That'd be helpful. So here you can see an example of some of that shelf life food. So that's freeze dried food. Wow, that's a lot of beans. Here's a different variant for a room, um, wood stove working over here. So this is more set up for a couple. Well, they better really like each other. Right now, it, it definitely looks like something in a true crime Netflix series. Life is gonna change, right? If you're gonna show me yours, I should show you mine. The place where we're living, specifically. Uh, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Do you want to see? I, I just any, any kind of advice you have how to turn this into a hardened situation. Uh, I got uh, a decent amount of records here: jazz, blues, uh, garage rock for sure. Um, Food-wise, you can see I got some uh, sprouted chili verde rice, some. Uh, uh, Bombay potatoes, a lot of Indian food. Uh, hopefully that keeps. We'll see. Uh, so, Steve, I have a, a decent liquor cabinet over here. Shinar, Campari, Aperol, like a de definitely enough for a good week's worth of Negronis. I don't think that uh, that's really going to help you too much in a real serious situation. Well, if it gets real serious, I'm just going to go straight gin. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may make you feel better for a limited amount of time but I'm not sure in the long term it's gonna do you much good. Maybe he's right. Negronis will only take you so far. And since Fortitude Ranch says they're expanding to 12 undisclosed locations around America, I want in. Give me goats, tree houses, plywood, everything, and digestive problems for a year straight. Where do I sign up? Well, unfortunately, you're a day late and a dollar short. We're all full. I think we're dwelling too much on the past. Let's talk about the future. I would be a real asset at Fortitude Ranch. I was an improv teacher. Uh, I taught sketch comedy. 
Uh, I once took a drunk painting class. But we, you know, we're looking for people who are more interested than in being an asset than they are for comic relief. Well, I'm not saying it's all going to be comic. I mean, a lot of the insights that I have inherently are not funny. Well, at this point, we're actually down to a waiting list, so... Fine. Who needs you anyway? I'll just stay put here on what the guy with the stand on Canal Street told me is 1,000 thread count Egyptian cotton. It's noon. Thank you so much, Jordan. You're looking good locked up. When we come back, I'll be speaking to Darren Walker, president of the Ford Foundation, and we'll be talking about the impact of coronavirus on America's prisons. So don't go away. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. Earlier today, I spoke with the president of the Ford Foundation, Darren Walker, and we talked about how coronavirus is spreading through America's prisons and how he thinks America can address it. Check it out. Mr. Walker, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Social Distancing Show. Happy to be with you, Trevor. Um, Let's get straight to the matter at hand. You are fighting for an issue that has been raised by a few and ignored by many. The issue of people who are locked up in prison right now and may be about to experience some of the worst effects of the coronavirus. Tell me why you think this is such a big issue and what do you think needs to be done? Well, first, the foundational fact that really is uh, at the core of the issue, and that is that the United States incarcerates more people than any nation on the planet. 2.3 million Americans are behind bars. 6.7 million Americans are ensnared in some way in the justice system. Those people are living in some ways on a cruise ship a cruise ship that is destined to be a life sentence for many people, people who are simply there because they couldn't post bail, Mm -hmm. because they had a technical violation, like uh, the uh, gentleman uh, who died this week at Rikers Island, the notorious Rikers Island here in New York City, the county jail where a 53-year-old black man died. He was there for a technical violation. That means he missed a meeting with his parole officer or he uh, broke curfew. That is not a reason to be sentenced to that. I think everyone would would agree or you would hope most people would agree. Um, The question would come though from many people who would say, what can be done? You know, um, you have these prisoners who are locked up. You have people who are in the prison system in some way, shape or form. But what would you propose gets done in this situation? Well, there are actions that governors can take. And in fact, we're seeing actions. Our governor here in New York State, Governor Cuomo, released 1,100 people from uh, Rikers. Governor Pritzker in Illinois, Governor Polis in Colorado, Governor Newsom in California have all taken aggressive steps to release uh, people. We can release Uh, uh, elderly people. There are tens of thousands of people behind bars who are elderly and infirm. There are people who are within six months of their uh, date of uh, of release. Why Mm -hmm. not accelerate the release of these people and make it possible for them to not be uh, subjected to uh, this, this virus, which in many ways is a 
heat-seeking disease for black and brown people because uh, it metastasizes around the very uh, conditions uh, that our community uh, is victims to. Uh, that is the, the condition of uh, chronic disease, uh, hypertension, asthma, high blood pressure, obesity. And this disease is like a heat-seeking disease, that a virus that finds uh, these populations and ultimately uh, kills. Here's the, here's the question to play devil's advocate that, that, that many people would ask. They would say, I understand that you don't want anyone to die from this, but how do you convince the population at large that people who have been locked up for maybe committing a crime as opposed to a technical violation should be allowed out? You know, is, is this not endangering the public at large? How would you respond to that? There's tons of research. Uh, this is... Uh, an issue that has been debunked. And so it's not about public safety. There are literally thousands of people incarcerated for low-level uh, crimes. They mm -hmm. can be released, and it is in no way uh, a challenge for public safety. Obviously, this is an issue that is being amplified by the coronavirus, but it feels like the coronavirus is exposing issues that have long laid dormant or even uh, alive within America uh, itself. After the coronavirus has gone, once life returns to normal, I know that you have oftentimes been called upon by leaders such as Joe Biden to give your opinion and, and to try and help, you know, shape policy. What do you think America needs to do moving forward to try and prevent the prison system from experiencing what it's experiencing today and what it was experiencing before the coronavirus hit? We simply need to look at our history. At the time of every crisis, and let's just look at Katrina. Katrina exposed the inequality in our society that is manifest in race and racism and America's racist history. We didn't learn the lessons there. We're once again being presented with a national emergency that exposes the core issue of inequality and race. And the question is, are we going to learn the lesson this time? Let us not forget that philanthropy cannot take the place of government. All of the giving in this country combined in the aggregate in one year is less than the smallest government, federal government agency. And so while uh, I am very proud and we should celebrate uh, the generosity of Americans, we also need competent government. Competent government and generous philanthropy can do great things. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, I'm hoping that your words are heard by the people in power and um, we'll continue to get the message out. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Darren. Well, that's our show for today. Before we go though, as America reaches peak corona infections, remember that our doctors, nurses, and first responders need our help. So please, go to Thrive Global's First Responders First and donate whatever you can to help them get the masks, gloves, and gowns that they need to save lives. And if you wanna help in New York City specifically, then you can go to the New York Mayor's Fund COVID-19 Response and donate there. Stay safe out there. Remember to wash your hands. And you know those voices in your head? Well, 
Maybe now's a good time to hear them out. I'll see you next week. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 